0: Hello and welcome to the Revived Church podcast. It is so good to have you join us today. At Revive Church, we want to help people find life and purpose through Jesus Christ. And we really hope this message helps you do that. Whether you are listening to this at gym, in the car, or maybe you're just at home, we hope this message inspires and encourages your walk with God. Enjoy. Um, let's dive into the, the, the message today, which I've entitled Gloria, and you'll see why. But in Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20, we're going to read just the story of uh, the birth of Jesus. It says, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people." today in the town of david a savior has been born to you he is messiah the lord this will be a sign to you you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising god and saying glory to god in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests then the angels had left him when the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurled, they hurried off, they hurled off, whew, hurled their staffs. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And they had seen him. They spread the word concerning what, he had been, what they had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary treasured all these things up in her heart and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Let us pray quickly. Father, we thank you so much for your grace and your mercy, God. And we thank you for Christmas. Lord, the reason why we celebrate, the reason why we have gifts, why we have food, why we do all that we do is because of who you are. And so, Jesus, we want to elevate you and lift you up. And we pray, God, that you would speak to us now in this moment. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome. Here we go. So we're taking notes. Uh, the me- title of our message is Gloria, otherwise known as Christmas Glory. Come on, the gl- glory of Christmas. Last night, uh, we read the Christmas story to our family, and it was great that we could end it off and just say, The reason why we give gifts to one another is because God gave gifts to us first. And so that's why we want to celebrate, is that Christmas is not just about the celebration, is that there is a great glory around Christmas. And what I love about this particular passage of Scripture that Luke records is that he records this, this heavenly host that appears to shepherds. You know, the shepherds were the social outcasts of the day. And so glory was proclaimed at the lowest place through to the highest heaven. Their glory fills all of God's reign and His rule. And I love it. Can you imagine the shepherds being at that night, chilling with their sheep, watching over them, chatting to one another around a fire, and then all of a sudden the brightness of heaven is revealed before them. And the scripture actually records that they were, they were terrified they were terrified so many people when they encounter an angel in throughout scripture they are terrified they're quaking they're scared they don't know what to do and what, what happens is they are caught in this moment of glory as the angels pronounce the prophetic expectation of the Messiah has now been fulfilled hey the Savior that you've been waiting not just your life But for generations since the recording of it in genesis chapter 3 that savior has finally come to to, today and i love it that god didn't announce it in the in the palaces he announced it in the shepherd's field and what would happen was this i love it how it says the glory of the lord shone around them and this glory would bring great news good news of great joy You know, Christmas is supposed to bring us great joy. We're supposed to be happy. That, like, if you're a Christian and you're not happy, it's because you don't understand Christmas. And today's a day that you can understand, get a holly jolly Christmas in case you didn't know. Say hello to the thing. I don't know how the song goes, but that's all I got for you. But we should be ridiculously joyful, even though we're going through difficult seasons of life. Why? Because there is great news that would cause great joy. Our salvation is at hand because Jesus came. And that is the prophetic declaration that the angels were making on that first Christmas Eve. The glory of the Lord shone around them. And I love this word glory. This glory, it, re- it represents so many things, but it represents magnificence, excellence preeminence, dignity, and grace. It's as if the excellence of heaven shone around the shepherds that night. They were not bathed. They were not ready. They were not in royal robes. But because they had an encounter with the glory of God, they encountered the excellence of heaven. They encountered the kingly majesty which belongs to him who is God as the supreme ruler. There was no doubt or question who was the king of the universe when the angels showed up it was a sense of absolute perfection of the deity of God the glory of God is also the kingly majesty of the Messiah you know when someone important walks into the room how many of us we stop our conversations and we we're drawn to the importance of the person in the room right When somebody of high value, of high standing comes in, we stop what we're doing and we cast our gaze upon the person who has walked in because there's something about them. But when Jesus walks into the room, we should stop all that we're doing and recognize his glory, recognize his excellence. And that's why these shepherds, they were terrified because they realized they were in the presence of majesty, of glory. The king had been born that night unto men and what i what i feel like this moment was for them was almost as if the the door of heaven was opened slightly and enough light peered through and broke through into creation to reveal the glory and the wonder of god in fact this this moment where the the angels are singing to the shepherds are going glory to God in the highest is as if it's as if almost that heaven couldn't hold back its glory because of the wonder that was happening that night that the king of heaven was being born unto men and it's as if the angel he was there to proclaim it but the other angels they were like we're getting in on this because this is too good to be true and they all sing out in a heavenly choir and that's the inspiration behind the Christmas carol, Gloria. Angels, we have heard on high, sweetly singing over the plains, and the mountains in reply, echoing their joyous strains. Gloria in excelsis Deo. And this means glory to God in the highest. Shepherds, why this jubilee? Why your joyous strains prolong? Keeps going. But this moment captured the imagination of songwriters for centuries that we still sing these songs today we echo the songs of heaven when we come together and we worship our god and we have a moment of glory when we're together why is worship always better when we're together because it's as if the door of heaven is open just wide enough that glory would come through and we get together in the presence of our king glory broken through. To give you a picture of heavenly glory, I love it. My, my favorite passages throughout Scripture are always the ones where a prophet sees into the throne room of God. I love it because it's like, what a holy moment. John sees it in Revelation. Isaiah sees it in Isaiah chapter 6 when he's getting called. I think, I think it's even Jeremiah who might have seen it as well, um, possibly even Others, but anyway, but what they see is they see the same thing. They see four living creatures around the throne. They don't see who is on the throne. They only recognize that the king of heaven must be on the throne because he lives in unapproachable light. There is so much glory surrounding him. There is so much glory in that moment that these four living creatures, they cover their eyes and they cover their feet in a sign of respect and honor and worship, and they sing the same song all the time. I know you like Boney M on repeat, but this is another level. This has been going from creation past to future for all of eternity. And their song is the same. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was, who is, and is to come. And then what happens is 24 elders around the four living creatures in the throne room of God, they take off their crowns because they are powerful powerful beings as well. And they get on their knees and they worship God with crowns laying on their feet. And this is going on all of the time. Now, if that was me, I would have been bored past the first century. But you know that that is the, they do that all the time and they never get bored of it because of the wonder the glory and the majesty of God it is overwhelming to them they realize that they're only there because of the one who sits on the throne they only have a role because he decrees it he only they only have family because he is their father their creator this is going on all the time and it's as if in this moment the shepherds could see what was happening in heaven listen if God revealed that on earth can you imagine what was happening in heaven at that moment you either have an opinion that heaven is with little angel babies with wings with harps and things and we're all going to join them in the sky and pick a musical instrument and if you don't look good in a tunic I'm sorry that's you Or you have this view of of heaven being this very stern, like it's the principal's office. And like, don't walk wrong. Like, just say yes and amen and, you know, nod your head. And it's a very stern place. It's as if if all of heaven was German. You see, it's funny because I'm part German. No, heaven heaven is a most joyous and wonderful place and in this moment all of heaven was crying out the glory of God and it was revealed to shepherds but you know that wasn't even the greatest part of this moment the greatest part of this moment was that even while this announcement was full of the glory of God and the glory of God shone around all the shepherds and all the people that were there and they shone around this the the kingly majesty of Jesus proclaiming his glory in a manger the glory of God was revealed and embodied in a baby whose name was Jesus or Joshua in Hebrew that God actually put skin and bone on and got in the game himself That he revealed it says in i think it's in hebrews that jesus was the full radiance of god so if you ever want to know what god is like just look at jesus and you see him the full glory of god revealed in a baby i mean how many kings or wise men are going to bow before your baby listen nobody bowed before me when i was born nobody bowed when you were born but everyone bows when jesus was born Even the shepherds came to worship because they experienced the glory of God and wanted to see God's fulfillment in this child. Gloria. The question, though, is what did he use this glory for? What did he use his glory for? Well, I love it in Luke chapter 1. You see, in Luke chapter 1, Zechariah and Elizabeth are about to have a baby and they're gonna name him John because an angel reveals themselves to Zachariah and Zechariah couldn't believe it so he couldn't speak until John until he named his son but John was gonna come as the 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 sort of the way maker for Jesus proclaiming that Jesus was coming and so Zachariah filled with joy because he is a believer amen we shouldn't have any stingy believers or grumpy ones, and I'm part of that crowd. I gotta adjust my setting. But out of the great joy of what he was experiencing, he sang this prophetic song, and in verse 78 and 79, he says, it is because of the tender mercy of our God by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace the glory of God came to humanity because he was motivated by love he was motivated by tender mercy not like oh man these stupid kids of mine they keep getting into trouble Ah!" no parents do that here I know you're all perfect in when your kids are being disciplined you know oh shame my child blessings love you but you did wrong you know this hey what should you have do- what should you have done go say sorry to your brother no put the gun down we lose it sometimes with our kids but you know god motivated by tender mercy decided that he would fulfill the promise to his children say i will come And the glory of heaven will be revealed on the earth that the sun would in fact come to the earth. The rising sun, like when you look at the sun, you can't look at the sun without getting hurt. But all of a sudden, it is the sun of heaven that revealed himself on the earth to express the glory of God that we would know that God loves us. And that he has got tender mercy towards us. If you were sitting here today, I want you to know that God has got nothing but tender mercy and love towards you. If he didn't, he wouldn't have sent Jesus. But there were two things that he he brings up in this passage is number one for my note takers is to bring light to those in darkness. To bring light to those in darkness Jesus came to bring light you know what I what I what I've always what I always pray sometimes at night because I've always had this fear of the dark and I think my son's got that and we, sw- we sleep with the light on sometimes well he does and then I go switch it off later but I always I always I always had to say this to myself at night where there is light there can be no darkness when you switch the light on the darkness evaporates it goes it's not like a battle between light and dark light just exposes the dark and reveals things and see that you can see the earth has always been covered in darkness until jesus came because jesus came to bring heaven's light switch onto the earth he came to bring light into the darkness you go Swain. i'm such a good person i don't i don't have darkness i'm, so, I'm like really what were you thinking about this week don't tell me please it's a rhetorical question we battle with our own dark thoughts imagine people who have no relationship with Jesus that dark thoughts keep on overwhelming but we have the light of Jesus to shine the light of God's truth on our life the reality is that the earth is covered with darkness but wherever Jesus is proclaimed light is revealed and this light is the spirit of revelation and truth by which we can actually see. You know when you lose something valuable, you switch all the lights on, don't you, to find this thing? Maybe you're going to get a glistening and you can pick it up. Nobody looks for something valuable in the dark because you'll be groping around there. But for so long, God has seen humanity grope around in the dark, trying to find ways to save themselves, trying to find ways to get to heaven, trying to find methods to be good enough. We would even build a building that would reach the heavens to try and get ourselves to God. We would make up all sorts of religions to try to make us right with God. But the reality is we've been living with the lights off, and Jesus came to switch them on that we may see the way of truth. The second thing is to bring peace with God, to bring peace with God, and not just to bring peace, but be the guide toward peace, because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. It says in Isaiah, I mean, Isaiah chapter 9, the Prince of Peace. So Jesus didn't send a dove. He didn't send a peace treaty. He came as the Prince of Peace to bring us a guideway to peace, because when we're living in darkness, we're actually fighting with God. We don't realize it, but we're angry towards God, or we're angry with our brother and sister, or we're angry with people around us, and war breaks out. And the reality is that Jesus came to show us the way of peace, not just to live good lives, but to have peace with God. That peace with God is worth more peace on earth than you can ever imagine. He has come to be that guide, to be make peace with our Creator and it's incredible because as believers we get it but we forget to celebrate it and Christmas can actually happen every single day I mean if we did we would be way like (laughs) but but Christmas can actually happen every day realizing that Jesus has come and what does he come for He's come to give me light and peace with God. That is good news that should cause great joy. If you're having a bad day, a bad week, a bad month, a bad year, remember that you have peace with God and light of heaven. But sometimes we get this like, as I, if we're not believers, we fight against that. I know I did. I'm not such a bad person. Who are you to tell me anyway? I live a good life. I am a good person. I do good deeds. I help ladies across the streets. I I buy groceries for people. I don't curse. I don't do drugs. I don't, you know, I I have a a relative relationship with alcohol. I am a good person. Anybody else used that argument before? But you see, in Romans 3.10, it says, no one is righteous, not even one. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. 1 John 1, 1.8, we claim to be without, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. We've got to come to the realization and revelation that we are lost without God. And then we can put our life and faith and trust in Jesus, His Messiah. So what should our response be? Our response be should be like the angels Luke records it so well, glory to God in the highest. It's called the, the greater doxology, and doxology really is just a hem of praise. It's a hem of praise. I love there's, a, there's a, a, a psalm that says, may your praise ever be on my lips. That's really the response of Christmas. Should you have good time today? Yes. Should you have merry times and fun memories? Yes. But it should all come out of her first response to Jesus, saying thank you, thank you, thank you. Glory to God in the highest. What did the shepherds do? The shepherds did two things. Number one, they, the shepherds went to go see Jesus and to share the word. They went to go see, hey, is this thing that the angels have proclaimed to us, is it true? Is it real? Did it actually happen? And so they went, and they found the place where Mary and Joseph were, because there was this obnoxiously bright star over their bed that night, a night lamp from heaven. They went there and they found them and they, they worshipped. And then when they left there, they went to go tell everybody that they, they saw, hey, a Savior has been born. A Savior has been born. The light of heaven has come. The angels have revealed to it to us and, the, and it's true. So my encouragement to us as our first response to Christmas is to go seek Jesus. Let's get back to what it's all about. For our own faith but maybe you're far from god today and it's time to actually go jesus i need to see you again i need to make right with you i want to know you god the second thing the shepherds did is they went home praising glorifying god if i could hop skip and jump i would i can't i'll i'll hurt something but the angel the 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 shepherds they went like cool so what should we do should we go back home yeah that was cool nice one nice no, they were praising. They were worshiping. They were ecstatic. It went wilder than the Argentinian fans did a week ago. They weren't crying out, Messi is our Savior, although he's pretty smart and he's pretty good. They were going ecstatic, crying, Rah! I imagine the shepherds getting like, like obnoxiously loud and violent in praise. Jesus has come. This is amazing. This is going to change everything. The world's going to be different. We're going to be different. I can't wait to see what's going to happen. Praise God. Glory to God in the highest. Can you believe what this means for our people and the people of the earth? This is incredible. This is outstanding. God is amazing. God is good. And if you believe that this morning, we need some shepherds in this house today. That's all I'm saying. Like us reserves, you know, South Africans, were like, Praise God, wow, what a miracle. A virgin gave birth, that's a miracle. Hey, but when the box play? When the stormers play on Friday night? Oh, Sven, this is supposed to be a a healthy message. This is a healthy message. I think think we should break out of our conservative molds and realize that the glory of God has shunned all over the earth, and if we will see Him and magnify Him, we too can experience the glory of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. So our band can come up as we're going to close the message. Basically, it's this: This Christmas, you know, last Christmas I gave you my heart. Lara, where is she? and the very next day you married me 18 years ago this is actually the whole thing is all about me today and my singing and it's the first time i've serenaded my wife in what 18 years guys do anything for for girls in the beginning hey Be amazed, let Christmas be a moment of wonder, let it be of worship, let it be of praise, let it be of honor, like those who witnessed the glory of God at the coming of the Savior. Charles Spurgeon wrote this. He said, no, no, we will never know the fullness of the joy that Jesus brings to the soul unless under the power of the Holy Spirit we take the Lord our Master to be our all in all and make Him the fountain of our delight. He is my Savior, my Christ, my Lord. Let this be our loudest boast. Then we will know the joy the angel's song predicts for people. Do you know what I believe heaven is waiting for? Heaven's moved. Heaven is waiting for this in your life and in my life. From the front to the back. That we would realize our greatest prize is a baby in a manger it's not the records and accomplishments we have in life it's not even our family it's not the things we're striving for to get meaning it's not our sickness it's total abandonment to who he is and the longer we wrestle with god the longer we struggle in this life Jesus does not do well with partial surrender. He deserves full surrender. And when you fully surrender, you fully receive the wonder of God in your life. That it's not about your next project, it's about when can you meet Jesus again. It's not that I'm rushing to get to work and to work out and to do my chores and catch my devotional time with the Lord on the weekend. It's that I would be desiring the presence of God before I do other things. That is the battle. And I believe that heaven is waiting for that moment where we truly see Jesus and we all just go with our lives. In holy surrender and go holy 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 are you God Almighty my Christ my King my Savior I give you all of my dreams all of my desires all of my weakness all of my sin all of my shame all of my guilt All of my accomplishments and I lay them at your feet because you are the only one who's worthy to receive all the glory from the place of humility to the throne room of heaven and I lay it before your feet and if you will do that you will encounter God in a way that you've never thought possible And you will receive joy that's inexpressible. And so right now, we're going to take an opportunity to do that for ourselves. I'm going to invite you to stand to your feet. I'm going to pray, and our band will lead us in a bit of worship as we close off so that we can all go and celebrate incredible Christmas Day with family and friends. My God, my King, my prayer over our church today is that this school auditorium would become like the throne room of heaven and that we would find ourselves laying it all before your feet in worship. And we cry out today, glory and holiness to your name. Thank you, Jesus, for coming. Without you, we would be living in darkness and at war with God. But because of you, we have salvation, we have light, we have truth, and we have peace.